What's up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back to what Josue has to say. If you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. Today's episode, we have Mr. Matt Hagman in the house to talk about a new platform called Opportunity Miami, which helps drive the city economically through new opportunities, ideas, etc. And I honestly hadn't heard about this, Matt, prior to your team reaching out. So I read up on it, and I think it's a really incredible opportunity from what I understand. So that's I want you to give me a little feedback. But before we start, who are you? Give us a little background so the people know. Well, first of all, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, Opportunity Miami is brand new. So the, uh, the, the opportunity to be able to sit down and, and talk about it with you is just is, um, is something I'm super grateful for. So, you know, so I'm, I'm someone who's, uh, like so many in Miami, comes from someplace else. And, uh, you know, so originally from Boston, moved here 20 years ago, December of 2001, moved here to work as a journalist and thought I'd be here for a year or two and off to another city. Look and at you now. Instead found home. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and Miami is my home. And, you know, met my wife here, Danette, and, uh, and had the great fortune over 10 years to work as a journalist here, most of the time at the Miami Herald. And then was at a place called Knight Foundation, where I had the opportunity to start a whole new program, and the, in this case, focused on building a tech community here in Miami. And uh, and now uh, and and went through a short happy life as a political candidate. That chapter is closed, but that was an amazing experience. And and now have the the real privilege of uh, of leading a new initiative uh, that we started a little less than a year ago called Opportunity Miami. So Opportunity Miami is, I want you to speak a little bit on, on what it is and what it brings to the table, but um, when I was reading up on it, it's kind of like a product of uh, Beacon Council. That's right. So right? Beacon Council is the economic development organization for Greater Miami, for Miami-Dade County, right? And Beacon Council's core work and why it was set up like some 35 years ago is, is all around trying to help bring companies to Miami mm -hmm. and drive job growth here in Miami, to bring companies here and help them expand here. Right, that's and fundamentally how Beacon Council is measured is really around job growth and economic development. Is the economic development organization, so public-private organization for Miami-Dade County. But within that, they had previously had something called One Community, One Goal, which tried to sort of take us out of, you know, this month, this quarter, and think about the long term. Think about the next five years, next ten years, next twenty years. And it was that initiative when um, I came on to Beacon Council that had the opportunity to reimagine. And looking at it, you know, it felt like a moment in time where it was time for a, a new name, a new focus, a new strategy. And the new name is Opportunity Miami. And it really comes from the idea that so many of our biggest challenges as a community from an economic perspective present really our greatest opportunities. Right? I mean, as one example, as we talk about sea level rise and climate change, if we really lean into that and see that not just as something that presents an existential threat for our community, but as it's something that actually presents the business opportunity of our lifetime. That's going to grow jobs, that's going to expand our economy, that's going to propel innovation Absolutely. and entrepreneurship. So that's where the name comes from. And then the focus. Sort of thinking about these next you know, five years, next 10 years, and really how we've thought about it is, what's the Miami of 2040? Right? For the child coming up today, that's about when they're going to be ready to enter the workforce. What are they going to find? And what can we do today to build that future? And from an economic perspective, we really hit upon three things that struck us as, as really being those things that if we do these things well, Miami will do well. Miami will win. And the three things are innovation and entrepreneurship, talent and inclusion, sustainability and resilience. So I'll quickly unpack that. So 
as we think about entrepreneurship and innovation, we want to be a place that there's been a lot of work on this already. And during COVID, we've seen a huge, you know, a huge spike yeah. in this, right? <clears throat> but the places that will win going forward are the places where we're launching new ventures. And lots of them. That's where the new jobs come from, right? And so Miami continuing to lean into a place where people are building new ideas, starting new ventures. And this tech, but also, you know, small businesses, Right, but being a place of starters. And that is so much in the Miami DNA. Right. And so continuing to leverage that. Two talent inclusion. We really think that we have the ability through our universities, but also through non traditional education, through certificate programs, boot camps, apprenticeships, to build a uniquely skilled, diverse workforce. I mean something that can be differentiated from regional workforces across North America. Right? And that's really in front of us. Um, and this thing about the Miami 2040, that's what we could be talking about, right? I mean, already we're here at a place, our city, our community, our home, where 54% of the population in Miami-Dade County is born outside the U.S. No city wow, can. Wow, I didn't know It's that crazy, right? Yeah. No city that's can compare crazy. to that. Not New York, not L.A. Very true. Right? And so that's a, such a, an asset. And then the third thing is, is around sustainability and resilience from a business perspective. And here's the idea that you know, over the next 20 years, we are transitioning to a net zero economy. That is an economy putting no more CO2, no more climate warming gases into the air than we're taking out, mm -hmm. right? And to do that, every part of our economy has to transition, right? And we're, we're, from how we get around, how we produce food, how we build things, where we get our power from, how we cool our homes, all of that stuff has to transition. Lots of job opportunity. Exactly, right? And we're already seeing it in the auto industry. Think about EVs and Tesla and all that. We're, that transition is underway. Mm -hmm. And the thesis is we're going to see it in lots of other parts of, of, uh, of we're going to see that in all parts of our economy. And so, and so it's, but it's the places that really lean into this opportunity that will really benefit from it. And, and you know what? People are yelling this from the rooftops if we'll just listen. I mean, Bill Gates wrote a whole book about this transition and he said, the places that build the zero carbon companies of the future are the places that lead the global economy. So let's be one of those places. Miami definitely has the potential for it, specifically because of because of its drive and its workforce and because of, well, where we're at environmentally. You totally. know, like it's like we're, we have a threat. Right? 100%. So it's 100%. In, it's in best so right, to, let's just, let's own it. Yeah. Let's be like, hey, we have this challenge. We're already, people associate the, you know, the, the vulnerabilities of sea level rise are, are clearly associated with Miami. Yeah, Everyone yeah. look, right? I mean, look at all the floods we have on Brickle every other day. When 100%. Like three minutes of rain. So let's own it, <laughs> right? Let's own it and be yeah. like, we're, we're going to be the place that comes up with the solutions. So I want to rewind a little bit. Sure. Um, because I honestly had no idea what the Beacon Council was. I of course. have never yeah, heard yeah, of, yeah. of any of these things. So I'm sure the majority of people listening to this have no idea mm -hmm. either. Um, you mentioned Beacon Council kind of goes out and... and, and finds uh, business or entrepreneurships to, to bring to Miami. Yeah. How, what's the method of that? What's how, what's, how do they make that happen? Sure. So there are a couple different ways. I mean, one is, is that there can be companies deciding that they want to either move their headquarters or they want to uh, take open an office in a city. And so there can be some formal mechanisms that might, there are these things, you know, site selectors, they're actually people who help companies expand to new communities, and then they'll come to a place like, like Beacon Scouts. Council, exactly, come to a place like Beacon Council and say, look, we have a company that wants to move, 
um, and Beacon Council then helps make the case for Miami so that company will choose to come here, right? And so that can be from helping them understand places where they might want to locate, understanding local laws and regulations. That can be uh, introductions that are really helpful, all of those kind of things. And so the... and. And so that's one way. Another way is that, you know, you'll see companies themselves will reach out, right? Companies like, hey, I want to be in Miami. Well, a place that you can go that, and have help across all of Miami-Dade County, County is that Beacon Council is there to help. So do they go directly toward, let's say I'm in New York. And yeah. Or it's, hey, I'm going to reach out to, Beacon Council is like where I reach out to to move my company, like type yeah. of thing? That's, yes, that's why, that's why Beacon Council is set up. Gotcha. And so now you do see cities that have economic development, you know, uh, departments mm-hmm. that, you know, that work that you'll see companies will work with. But the idea of Beacon is it's countywide, right? So it's like, so you want to come to Miami-Dade County, someplace in greater Miami. You can go to Beacon and then Beacon will work with you and then work with all the different cities, cities. we have across our community and figuring <laughs> out what's that best place. And then, but really making the case. Right, I think during COVID, uh, it's it's not as hard to make the case about Miami with right. so many people coming here, yeah, which has yeah. been no, so amazing. Yeah, totally, yeah. we don't got to try too hard. But you know, you think about ten years ago. This is before. I mean, I've been at Beacon Council for less than two years. But you know, you go back. You know, ten years ago, I think there was a narrative about Miami yeah. that you know that people still thought you know Crockett and Tubbs were still here. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, and so now we have Citadel moving in. That's like now we get exactly, yeah. exactly. So, which is, by the way, which I know for me, this is why I've, you know, it's the thing that where I love Miami so much is just how it's in constant motion, right? It's a place that continues to change. That there, there are no guardrails. I mean, think about just in the the time, at least in my time here watching the development of the arts community, watching the redevelopment of the urban core and neighborhoods, you know, across Miami, you know, watching Miami now become such a center of tech and innovation. Oh my God, it's grown so much. And think all those things, right? And that's just, that's in two decades, you know? And so the fun part is sitting here, we can think about, okay, what's next? It's insane to think how, I don't know, a few years ago I would have told you, oh, what's the next tech hub? Miami. What? You know what I mean? Like yeah. You, you, but you know Party what? Town Miami? Beach Miami? Nah. Right. And I heard a lot of that. So when I was at Knight Foundation, we started the program in 2012 about building a tech community in Miami. And that involved everything from funding co-working spaces, which were almost non-existent here at the time, to mentor programs, to convenings of different kinds, to conferences like Emerge Americas, all around trying to build that infrastructure, that ecosystem. But, you know, fundamental to all that work was around trying to drive a whole mind shift, right? To to rethink what's possible about Miami. That's how it starts, right? Totally. And it's like when you, you really open yourself up to this idea of Miami can be this, you know, then it's suddenly like, oh, you know, and here what's so great is I think this around tech and innovation. Well, there's so much work to do. If this were a baseball game, we're still in the second inning, I would argue, <laughs> right? It's early. But we've shown these amazing gains. If you want to build a groundbreaking company, you can do it in Miami, you know? And so, so that's what's exciting. It's just this amazing sense of possibility. So you, you mentioned, um, maybe you can explain this to me a little yeah. better, that Beacon Co- uh, Council is uh, publicly and privately funded. So then it's half tax dollars, half 
It's not quite half. So I think right now the cow, it's about 60, 40. Okay. So about 60%, it might be a little high. It's like 65% comes from uh, taxpayers mm-hmm. and then 35% comes from businesses that contribute. Contribute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's public pri- and it actually is a standalone organization. And by contract, it is the official economic devo- development organization for Miami. For the county. county. Yeah. Okay. So then Opportunity Miami will, I guess, take over completely or what's the No, what's so the Opportunity Miami, this is... It's like a branch. That is, yes. And what this is, is <coughs> all about trying to be that branch of, of uh, the Beacon Council, but the community about trying to be a platform to help us think about where we go next. So that's what I wanted to hit on. Yeah. How, what are, what are the, the approaches that are going to be taken to make this a platform? Um, what, what channels, what avenues are going to be taken to... 100%. Such, yeah. This is something we thought a lot about and it's something we're really... Because really it's got to be in people's faces. Otherwise, it's like, It's not going to work. Yeah. Right? And so, and honestly, the, the model used previously for efforts like this that are all about trying to sort of galvanize thinking and focus on a community's future. Um, you know, before, for example, it was around doing a big report. Right? And in fact, 10 years ago, that was done with uh, the, the predecessor initiative to Opportunity Miami, mm-hmm. One Community, One Goal, did a four-part, 500-page report on Miami's future. And it was a great report. But you know, in thinking about it now and talking with you know, Mike Finney, our, our late CEO, and the board at Beacon Council, you know, the, what I shared was that, you know, number one, one of the challenges with that approach is generally peak engagement is the day it's announced. And then it's sort of goes trickles down. down yeah. But the second thing that um, that to me presented the, the biggest reason why to take a different course is that, look, we could spend six months, come up with what we think are great ideas that will drive the next five to 10 to 20 years that will be most important for Miami 2040. And then over those next two years, all of those ideas could be obsolete. Yep. Things are changing so fast. So, think about the world before COVID and after, you know? And so when we're seeing all this change, the thought is we need to create a platform that's dynamic, that's iterative, that allows us to learn as we go, that engages with people in different ways. So what, with Opportunity in Miami, what we've tried to do is to create a platform where we're elevating ideas on a regular basis, literally sharing original content on a weekly basis and engaging across our community on a daily basis, right? All in an effort to try and elevate solutions that are critical to our economic future, right? And I've identified those three areas that we think will be drivers, but of course, with this platform, that can change. So what does that look like for, for, for someone like yourself or anyone else engaged with Opportunity Miami? Weekly newsletter. Every other week, have a podcast coming out. Doing short-form videos, which we call on-site, where we go meet entrepreneurs where they are and learn about how they're trying to solve problems critical to our economic future, right? So that could be everything from, and then Q&As, essays, right? And then in-person events, too. Um, and so that can look like, for example, we did an on-site where we went down to Homestead to visit Atlantic Sapphire, which is, now, I'll explain what this is, mm-hmm. the largest indoor aquaculture facility in the world, right? Okay. And so what this is, is they're doing where tomatoes used to be grown. It's this entrepreneur from Norway who used to harvest salmon. Oh, aqua, uh, aquaponics? Like yeah. Kind of so, he, so he would harvest salmon, but do it, you know, in the fjords of Norway. Right, mm-hmm. but he realized that that the carbon footprint was huge, because what do we do? You catch all these salmon, you put them on airplanes, you fly them around the world. They go into grocery stores, they go to restaurants, and they finally find their find their way to your dinner table. Right, and it's like 
but that the, the the carbon footprint massive so he's like there's got to be a better way so he's like you know what we'll do he says we're going to create these giant tanks and we're going to do it in north america and then we're going to ship them only by ground to, across north america and this will be the biggest producer of salmon in north america they're betting right it's in Homestead. Yay. Right? Awesome. Right? And so, and, to, and by the way, he thinks that they can get to a net zero supply chain. That is, you can imagine a future where that whole facility is powered by solar, by renewables. You can imagine that, right? Mm -hmm. Or some sort of clean energy. And then once we get to having transport, that is zero emission, right? And already, you know, you're seeing lots of people driving around in EVs with zero emissions, then you think you're, you're, you're just about there. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. So right now, you think about our future, the, for sure, I was thinking about part of that future and going back to the whole thing around electric vehicles, that for, that for sure that future, with an EV future, is going to require a whole network of electric car charging stations. Moving away from the gas station, yeah, yeah, which will eventually... 20, 25 years, you can make the case, all those gas stations we see today will become obsolete, right? Do you know the second largest, you net out Tesla, the second largest car charging network company in the country is based on Miami Beach. Really? Blink, yes, right? So it's like, so we are, those elements of that net zero future that we want to build, we, so many of those well, are we have here. To be, right we want to stay afloat. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know what's um? Uh, you reminded me with the uh, aqua. Was it called aqua? Not aquaponics. Aquaponics. Aquaculture. Like aquaculture. Yeah. Um. There's a company here in Miami. I believe it's in Miami because uh, Francis Suarez uh, shared them the other day. And it's uh, what's it called? Uh, I think it's aeroponics. Like the, it's these, these women that that farm vertical farming. Oh, dude. Through, uh, so yes. So through, so Mayor Suarez, yeah. Francis, an old and dear friend, and what he's doing is just incredible. Um. He did something on Imagine Farms, and with Opportunity Imagine Miami, Farms. That was it. we've done right. an on-site on Imagine Farms. Really? Yeah, so here this this company. They're in Little Haiti, these sisters, right? And so, and they are, just you described, these vertical farms. So, and what they're producing, you can right now, you can go there and you can buy, you know, produce. your le produce, yeah. your lettuce for the week, right there, your greens, whatever it is. And the thing is, as we think about that net zero future, the numbers are crazy. Right, it's like mm -hmm. from the water usage, is like goes down by like more than ninety percent. Right, 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 the right. amount of land that you need to produce all that food, dramatically smaller. And if you can do, you know, these where you're in close proximity to where your customer is, whether it's a restaurant, sold. Or, that's it. Boom. I remember uh, years ago, I was actually really into this because um, the first company, I believe it was the first company I started, was uh, Kimball Musk, Elon Musk's brother. Up yeah. In, up in Brooklyn, uh, Square Roots. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was super into it. And I was like, oh my God, I want to bring that to Miami. It was, obviously, it didn't happen, but I'm happy to see it now. Somebody somebody did it. Oh, yeah. I mean? For sure. For so. sure. But that, as you think about our future economy, that's an example. So that's a great, right. That's a great example of something Opportunity Miami could probably facilitate or. 100%. Have, right. I mean, I think at the, and at the outset, as we think about this initiative right now, what we're really focused on is around thought leadership and engagement and elevating solutions, right? So putting at the forefront, having people think about what that future looks like. Well, it looks like Blink. It looks like Imagine Farms. It looks like, you know, Atlantic Sapphire. It looks like, you know, there's a company not far from where we're sitting right now, just north of the airport, Costex. you got to go check it out. What is, what is right? It? So what they do, 
they provide parts for heavy machinery, for like tractors, right? Right. So that you think right there, okay, what's cool about that? I mean, it's great, very successful business. But the amazing thing is they built a new headquarters, a half million square foot warehouse and office, this giant building. And they decided that they were going to cover their entire roof with solar panels. So 90 to 100% of the energy usage every day solar. comes from the sun. Sorry, FBL. <laughs> actually, I actually worked for them for a while. I did. <laughs> but, you know, I think that as we think about this future, it can be a win-win-win. You know, FBL can do really they're, well. They're involved in the, then, in the solar game, too. And they're leaning into it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. They're talking about a, you know, building that net zero future and what we need to do. So you, you talked about thought leadership, um, which is, I guess, the inse- the root of everything. Everything starts, you know, with a thought, with an idea. Um, I guess my question is, I'm trying to see how, how I shape it. Is that something that people, I guess, would come to Opportunity Miami with yes. ideas? Or it's something yes. that... So it's a platform. So you have an idea if you're thinking about that future, right? That the platform is there for you to then share that idea. That's what I want to communicate. Yes. Like if someone's interested and someone has an idea, how do I... How a would couple I things. Involved, One... Right? So a couple things. One, you can always reach me at matt at opportunity.miami. You can always reach us at next at opportunity Miami. And that can be ideas for companies who should be focusing on trends that are important as we think about our future, as we think about that Miami of 2040. Also, you can follow us on social media at Opportunity MIA, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, all of that. Right? Maybe eventually we'll get our TikTok game going. Not yet. It's important. It's important. Gen Z. I was talking to someone the other day how they have used TikTok. This is a company using TikTok for customer acquisition. TikTok University now. It's just, it's right, next level. (laughs) So, um, and then also go to our website, opportunity.miami. Subscribe to the newsletter. I write it personally right now, every week. And we try to tell a story, right? Try to tell a story about our city, how it's evolving and what it can be, right? And the people who are driving that change right now. So those are different touch points can engage in. Um, my last question before we wrap up, because yeah. we're, we're short on time. No, um, no. I so appreciate this time. It's no, so good to be able of, to talk. Of course, yeah. man. Uh, appreciate it, too. Um, I love engaging with the community and helping out with the community and making Miami such a big city. And I was just telling the, the previous guest that I don't feel there's a lot of community because it's such a big city. I mean, there isn't, like, neighborhoods and stuff, but there's collectively no not a lot of sense of community. So the... Anything you could do to bring people together on a cause yeah. or whatever is, is those is things excellent. that sort of cut across all the different parts that affect of all of us. Yeah, yeah. And it feels day. like you know, like sports does that can do that. Yes, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do think I, I was really ha- all the work around tech and stuff saw a lot of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we think about my hope is is that as we're thinking about our future, right, and where the jobs will be and what we can be as a community, I hope that's something that can serve to bind community the arts for sure yeah, the yeah, cultural yeah, yeah, yeah. these are things that can bind together what is this sort of this amazingly you know rich and diverse community, community yeah. you know Absolutely. and so so finding those things that you know because as you say you know there's there's so many miamis and and for sure you know it's funny the other day someone was asking me they were saying and there was this person new in town they say what did, what's one piece of advice you'd have for life in Miami. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really to that point, what I told the person is I said, keep looking around the corner. Because I know for me and 20 years of living here that I've never gotten bored. But the, but 
to me, the, the key to that is never, like, if you feel like, you know, that everyone knows everyone in Miami, my, I know that a lot of people say that very strongly, I would argue, not true. That, in fact, what I've continually found is if you look around, you find a whole nother world that's developing and continuing to do that over and over and over again. I mean, here, where we are now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so. it's true. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, last question again before sure. we wrap up yeah. is, uh, are there any, I mean, I know it's, it's still a, a pretty uh, young platform, mm -hmm. but are there any current ideas that maybe you have examples of or Anything you guys are working on that maybe you want to... Well, the big one right now, I think, that, that that is that really trying to share across the community and have people thinking about is seeing that the addressing climate change, particularly sea level rise, as not just sort of this, you know, as I said at the outset, this existential threat, right? This is this thing that presents such a danger to the community, right? To the future mm -hmm. of the community, which you can make the argument that it is. Yeah, and right, you're right, right, right very yeah. But to actually see that if we can own this, that this can be something that can create jobs and propel our future economy, right? And so, and, and, and understanding that this transition to a net zero economy, this transition to whether it's, you know, electric emission-free cars and buses that we have on our roads yeah. and trucks and all that, this transition to having homes that are powered by renewable and clean energy. This transition where with super efficient energy, uh, air conditioning units in our homes. This transition to growing our food like Imagine Farms in ways that are crazy sustainable. Mm -hmm. But it's actually, and by the way, they do that, no pesticides, no preservatives. Right. It's healthier. I remember that's the, right? that was one of the, the key points for me. Yeah, it's day. like yeah, win, yeah. win, 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 yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. Right? That in seeing this future is not something, oftentimes it's like, oh, we've got to do this. Like, this is going to be a sacrifice. It's this the opposite. is opportunity. Right. right? So let's own it. And so that's really, I think, at the outset here, um, what is probably the thing that, you know, has most distinguished opportunity in Miami at the outset. I love it. I love it. And that's a great mentality to have. Instead of seeing a problem, you see an opportunity in anywhere in life, not just, you know, 100%. in Miami. 100%. That perspective makes a, makes a big difference <laughs> right but isn't that a miami perspective yeah you know talk about a place with the grit and resilience talk about a place where you're starting anew right that's miami magic city baby magic city <laughs> matt thank you so much for joining so enjoyed this this was awesome yeah. hope we can do it again sometime absolutely yeah. whenever you want the doors are open awesome so right. appreciate we it we can work together um thank you guys for joining as always please like share and subscribe do all the things as it helps out the, uh, the podcast and that's it. That's all the time we got for today. Matt, thank you once again. Thank you. It's been awesome. Likewise. Y no se meta con nadie para que nadie se la meta. Have a good one. <laughs>